the thing to say. Malakaliki Maka is the island way. I hope you weren't recording that. Welcome to part two of episode 42 of Sneaky Athletics. Episode 48, brother. Damn. I, you know what I was thinking? I was 52 weeks in a year, and we're four episodes off of a full year. And I'm in this one, because we're going to just start off with the jump of shit that I can correct from last episode. So I love that okay. already. But before we get to the meat of it, let me give you a little run-through. We're going to go through our favorite Christmas movies now. We talked a little bit about our favorite songs. I'm going to have some redemption for that. Okay. We are also going to talk about the NCAA and the bowl games, a little bowl game special. Yeah, I'm excited for all those. I, I love bowl season. So does the MLB now. So we'll talk about them as well. Oh. And before we do all that, of course, we're going to give a shout out to our boys. If you didn't listen to two weeks ago and the great man at Fertilizer Service Company, Logan Pyatt, and hear greatness, you need to get your ears checked because they are number one fertilizer spray company in Northwest Missouri. You can catch them off Highway 59 in Fairfax, Missouri, or by telephone at 660-686-2402. All right. As you would say, let's get things started. My heart, my soul, I gave it all. But loving you was never easy. Man. Yeah, Pyatt, he's got a... uh... Voice and a face for radio. <laughs> I didn't get to see him. So the setup that we had, this is going to be a little bit of a relaxed fit episode now that we're into it as well. But uh, yeah, most likely dropping around Christmas time since we'll be traveling and shit. Right. This is a back pocket thing and we're not going to go full aliens on this one. Just going to be a little bit more personal for sure. Like I always am with people overshare. That happens when you have the shortest attention span. It sucks. Dude. Known to humankind. I just be one of my worst things is whenever I'm at the bar and I've had too much to drink and it's like I don't need to go home if I'm like just with my friends, but someone tries to come up and talk to me and like have a legitimate conversation, it's like I'm bored. I'm done. I can't hide it anymore. Like I'm too <laughs> inebriated. You gotta let it go. Yeah, I'm like uh, well Great, I'll uh, I'll see you. You know, and I can't even get out a sentence. Terrible. It happens, especially when intoxicated, though. It does. Um, but our setup for when our great man Logan Pyatt came here was he was behind the computer screen where my face was, so I had no idea what he looks like. He was on the other side. I had you right here. Oh, he's where I am. He was on the other side of the camera, though, for sure. But this is uh, what we call the professional's chair. I don't know what you call that chair over there. Uh, actually, I do. It's mine. It is your chair. It's the better chair. It is. That's fair. I'm just a kind soul coming back and letting Chandler use it, but I'm not going to let you abuse me any longer. Okay. Because I have some kick-ass Christmas songs to come back at you with. Okay, let's hear them. So I had thought about it. My number one is 100% Melikaliki Maka, Jimmy Buffett. As you guys all heard at the beginning of the 
episode. Alec was belting I it out. I can't believe you baited me into that. It was the easiest thing I I've bet done. it was, yeah. <laughs> it just like a little fucking trail of breadcrumbs that you knew I was going to follow like a little piglet. Yeah, it was too easy. So that'll be a fun little treat. But we also have number two, I mean just barely number two, and Felice Navidad. I like Felice Navidad, especially when Taco John's used it for a long time. I didn't know that they did that. Yeah. I've never had a John in my taco. That sounds weird. My dad loves Taco John's because they have the potato lays. The little like tater tots you can dip in cheese. And they have a salsa bar. Interesting. It's like the Moe's. It's like Taco Bell would be Chipotle. And Taco John's is like Moe's. Okay. That gives me a lot better understanding. What do you think Taco Bueno is? Burger King? Wendy's? Taco Bueno... Yeah, I feel like it's uh, Burger King's a good analogy. Okay, just making sure we had all our bases covered. Yeah, there. we're all we're on the same page now. So, let's go ahead and get into our Christmas movies that we have selected as our top Christmas movies as part of the episode. What do you got? Are we gonna go back and forth? Are we gonna go however your heart desires? My Christmas gift to you. Okay, I'll give. I don't know. I don't know. I'll get my first one. It's Elf. Okay. Well, you know what? I'll match you. Call. Also have Elf. Damn. <laughs> I mean, it was just the perfect movie for like, wh- when did it come out? Can you look that 2003. Up? I already wrote it down, baby. Yep. Eight years old. Will Ferrell. Hilarious. Holds up so much better than I thought it would. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's still so relevant in like, you know, internet culture today and truly heartwarming great movie yeah just good all around great Mm storyline love elf uh number two i have santa claus tim allen santa claus i do not have that explain go ahead because i don't feel like i agree came out same time ish um i don't know it's a good one it's it deals a little bit more like straight up santa claus i don't know where he's like 94 it came out 94 yeah same time, Mish, baby. What about Mish. Santa Claus 2? Go ahead and fill the air time instead it of was... listening to me research. Well, <laughs> I'm interested. Um, well, it's not like we have uh, SGP here anymore. Very true. It it was, uh, I don't know, I, the the Santa Claus movies, they're like very heartwarming. It was a year before. 2 was a year before. Okay, so 2 came out, and then I probably watched that, and then I was like, oh, you know, there's a there's one before this. You got put on the first one from the sequel? Maybe. I don't remember. People say Santa Claus 2 is better than Santa Claus 1. I'm not one of those people, but Tim Allen Santa the Claus. The ratings on literally everything disagree with you. Media Critic, Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb. Go to the audience scores. We don't need to do that. What's your number two? My number two, honestly, I don't want to say number two because I did order them. Actually, Elf was number two. Right, so oh. I'm going to take that back. But So I just wanted to match What's you your What's your number one? Home Alone, the original. Okay, that didn't make it on my list. That's fair. So it's a it's an honorable mention for me. It's a classic. It's a classic. I will not deny you that. Yeah, and like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, his name is Macaulay Culkin. There you go. So I just love it. You know, he's so great in that inventive, creative, and quotable. All the you wanted to yeah. do that when you're a little kid. You're like, I want to set up traps, and then I want to like a hundred percent. I want to uh, zip line to my treehouse. Right, and the classic hands on both sides of the cheeks. Which now, so there is a new Netflix uh, series out that's like behind the movies. 
and it's all the movies that like our generation grew up with, he was not supposed to do that. He was supposed to slap the aftershave on and then drop his hands and then do the scream, but he left them on and it became one of the most iconic things yeah. of Home Alone. What a great movie fact. Yeah. All right. So uh, go ahead. You have Home Alone and Elf. Yeah, one and two. I have Elf, Santa Claus. My number three, Christmas Vacation. We are sometimes too in sync. We're locked up. Wow. I think my four is going to be different than you, but Christmas we'll Vacation, see. it always slaps. A hundred percent. My dad put me on that. He lo- he loved Chevy Chase when he was before it was kind of very public that he was a dickhead, but uh, that movie, extremely quotable, funny. No matter what age you are, like it gets yeah. funnier the older you get. I think. I don't know the last time I've seen it, but I always love it. So, you know how sometimes you'll have like a holiday movie. Like my Thanksgiving movie is Remember the Titans. Mm. I watch that every Thanksgiving time. Good movie for Thanksgiving time. And every time it's you know winter and Christmas time, I watch National Lampoon's because it's always on the TV. It is because it's a classic. Right, and it's great to just jump in. Yeah, 100% agree. So go ahead with your number four. I got to eat so I can take my back pill. <laughs> and every, honestly – Grace, she died in <laughs> whatever. I can't the remember. The family is relatable. Oh, it's so, so yeah. relatable. And you're just like dreading your, your relatives coming – like certain relatives for right. sure. You can like look at almost every character in that story if you have a large extended family and be like, yes, that is that aunt. That is yep. that grandma. 100%. Oh yeah, my number four, Polar Express. It is different. Yep. I don't hate Polar Express. I feel like it's a dividing movie, but go ahead. So Polar Express, right when it came out, was right when the Farmer family got a brand new flat screen TV and surround sound. (laughs) And that train taking off. My mom thought there was an earthquake going on. She was in the other room, like wasn't paying attention. My dad, of course, had it. He was like, well, let's right. fucking see yeah. what this thing can do. Test baby out. And uh, like, I'll never forget that. And we also – my mom would like read the book to us. So like it just had a lot mm-hmm. of like nostalgic feeling to it. Uh, Tom Hanks is in that. Does a great job. Uh, they – I don't know. I like that movie a lot. I don't disagree. It, it's honorable mention list for me. I do really enjoy that. But my final is also because of nostalgic reasons. So it's my mother's favorite Christmas movie. My dad really enjoys it because it is of his area era. Excuse me. It's Wonderful Life, nineteen forty-six, black and white. That's like if you are a film person, you like have to put that in your list, and it's just mm-hmm. like not for me. I don't. So I'm not a huge black and white person. I can deal with the subs, but truly, black and white bothers me most of the time. It's one of the few that it doesn't. Fair enough. I, for me, Schindler's List is on there, black and white. So, not a Christmas movie, but a black and white movie that I enjoy. I, you going completely a different direction than what I thought, though, is what makes me ask this question is because it's very dividing. Number two on IMDb's list of Christmas movies is Die Hard. This is my take. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Agreed. Okay. Damn. I, I had wish that sometimes we could debate more. I about had that it. written down. <laughs> me too. It pisses me off. Slapping the mic. I can't believe that. Yeah. I, had I just it slapped down. the mic. But 100%, I also, I literally wrote my whole thing and then wrote an arrow to the side, no die hard. Make sure you mention it. I did the same thing. (laughs) I had uh, easily my first honorable mention, The Grinch. Jim Carrey's Grinch. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Great movie. I I recently watched it not too long ago. It's on Netflix. It's 
it's like truly just great acting. And then the when he goes through his itinerary, that one scene where he's like, "Dinner with myself, can't skip that again." <laughs> like that that scene is fucking hilarious. Uh, and then I had Home Alone as my other honorable mention. Nice, nice. I oh my goodness, AD sucks. I had the movie that I was gonna say, Charlie Brown Christmas and Thanksgiving Special. Those are both good. Hate them. Oh really? Yeah. I don't enjoy that sort of cartoon. I don't feel like it's that well drawn. I feel like it's for a different time, different That's era. That's like part of it though. Okay, that doesn't mean that I have to like it. Fair enough. Like, do you go back and watch Family Matters? No, but I watched Saving by the Bell. So I feel like that age difference is somewhat it is. similar. Whatever. I think I don't like I haven't watched those in forever, but I don't know. I don't like to hate on those. Are you a white elephant? Uh, family exchange or whatever you want to call it, like the passing of the gifts or whatever. Used to, but then quit it. My mom's side of the family is so extended that it yeah. just, it became a pain in the ass. For sure, like organizing it all. Yeah, for like forty to sixty people is too many. That's rough. Yeah, it's really Get, hard to make fair mathematically. And then, and then when like little kids are getting adults, it's just like the adult is buying a little kid a a gift through that. So we just have – this is actually a really fun – What do you mean they get an adult? Can you describe oh, your tradition? So not the not the white elephant one. We did like a secret Santa. Not the white elephant where you okay. go and you pick like it's the gifts. Yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, I'm familiar. Or the – yeah. So we, it wasn't the white elephant one. It's just more of a secret Santa. But now two of my family members always exchange – like they they exchange on Christmas Eve every year – and it's always like just randomness. It'll be like a pocket Bible that, or like a boxing gloves because he got in a fight. Like it, it's ran, like the you know the Borat like speedo. Yeah, that got exchanged. Come and go, decked out full gear. Like the like race the gas car? station. I'm confused. So like in Nebraska, there's a gas station called Come and Go. I I know what you're talking about, but what he got full, him like what's full gear. Boxers, shirt, pajama pants, like stocking cap, come and go, head to toe. <laughs> like that was just one of them. That's awesome. Yeah. Like it, it's it's <laughs> random shit like that. And it, it usually relates to like some kind of thing that one of them has done. Right. Uh, they're, they're both really – those are like – that's basically – it's all boiled down to just two people exchanging gifts and everybody gets enjoyment out of it instead of like mm-hmm. everybody exchanging gifts. Right. No, that's fair. I uh, remember whenever we did the drawing, it was like only because we had a convenient number of even an odd cut. Like, you know, everybody was matched up with something. Yeah. You know, it worked. But, yeah, we do it. I've uh, been wanting to know what the line is for that. If, like this is inappropriate. To, like, buy. Oh, like, don't. I think... Yeah, because there's an immaturity thing that, like, yeah, people always do that, whatever. It's an easy cop-out. But, like, I'm talking about, like, actually, like, NSFW. I think if it's if it's your friends or it's, like, just you and your close cousins who are of your age, yeah, you can do whatever you want. That's fair. Like, I have a friend Christmas that I'm going to that it's, like, no holds barred. You can get right. them whatever, like... Sometimes it's it's a toaster. Like that was one year. Uh, there was also like they went and somehow stole 
their old work clothes out of their closet and then gave them to them at the Christmas party, which was like fucking that. hilarious. Yeah, like that a lot. And they'd like they were like bigger than the clothes now. Like they couldn't even fit into them. But it was like their old like blue collar work shirt that had said yeah. their name on it. To like I mean any oh, there's also the there's a fruit plate, like a fruit a fruit cake mm-hmm. plate thing with a platter mm-hmm. that's been passed around for like eight years. Expired. Oh yeah. That's like somebody just somebody <laughs> just found it on the shelf the first year, just like randomly gave it to someone and now you have to if you Get it. You have it. You have to keep it for a year and then give it back. But it's like a buy. Yeah. It, it's the easiest gift to, mm-hmm. to give. I, that's probably my favorite one that you mentioned. What are your thoughts on alcohol? Have you met my family? We get we get drunk. Yes, but I'm saying like is alcohol like an acceptable Christmas gift? Depending on who it is. Well, would you be would you be fine with getting alcohol as long as it's like what you drink or like a decent like level of alcohol. Like, yeah. Like literally since I was like 13. Th- me too. But there are people who it's like, well, why would you do that? And it's like, I'm perfectly happy with getting alcohol. Like who doesn't give me a bottle enjoy of whiskey, eating and drinking? I love it both. Yeah. We talked about this last week. I enjoy it so much that I do it fast. <laughs> Good point. Wow. What a callback. <laughs> I'm all about those. That took a, a spin, but I enjoyed it. It did. Uh, I have a hot spin because you know what? We Soul for- cycle? What? Hot spin. It's like hot yoga, soul cycle. Moving past that. Okay. I forgot to do fake takes last, last episode. I forgot to mention it, forgot to say it. We ran long. That's fine. Do you have any? I have that one. That is, that's fine. So I have three of them. And so I'm going to have to put this in the description, tweet about it. Fake takes are back, baby. We're doing them right now. And sorry if you missed it in the last episode, but there was a recent report that Josh Gordon responded, I thought it would even out on the drug test like it did after my high after being asked about his PED drug suspension. Yeah. Patriots claim they are underdogs again since people think they need to cheat against the Bengals. Just makes me mad. Yeah, It's probably going to happen. Go ahead before I finish up. So, Jerry Seinfeld was informed about, he was asked about the MLB and weed stuff that's Mm. going on right now. And he said, quote, what's the deal with weed and the MLB? I thought they were rolling ground balls, not doobies. Next thing you know, their fastballs won't be the only thing that's high and inside. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, is there was a report recently when they asked MLB players, what do you feel about the new, you know, marijuana being exempt. Do you feel excited? And MLB's MLB players said that they weren't excited about marijuana no longer being in the league's drug testing policy since acid's been allowed since the 1970s. Fair. Dope, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Fair. Nice counter argument. That came straight from the uh, MLB Players Association front office. Well, in conjunction with Gary Cole. Did you know that? That's his new stance. He's, oh. just, he's rolling at it now. He has way too much fucking money. Yeah. He he's buying all the drugs. I mean, Not to put that on him, but if he wants to, he can because he's a clean shaven dude. It's crazy that three. It only takes three MLB players to put their contracts together to hit a billion dollars. Right. I wonder the, the the all the biggest NFL contracts put together. It'd be what probably at least seven 
like the seven biggest quarterback contracts might get you there. It's insane that they're still generating that much revenue. And I am just so genuinely curious if we enacted that rule in the MLB or, or sorry, the NBA or the NFL, what the results would be like afterwards. What? Oh, the which no rule? salary cap. Okay. That's what I thought you were talking about weed. Um, no salary cap. Well, we'd still have Josh Gordon first and foremost. Yeah. No salary cap would be interesting. There would, I think there would be some, in the NFL, you would see the effects in competition a lot more. But I don't know about the NBA. There's so, there's so few players in the NBA that I don't know how much of a hit it would be. It's a good point. But I feel like it would be more effective in the NBA and like distance in competition because I feel like the fan bases just aren't as large and aren't as strong. It's true. You know, like think about the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Green Bay Packers. They're two teams in, you know, Wisconsin. Packers fans are nationwide. They are. They're all over the place. Giannis is an international superstar and he's not anywhere near that caliber of recognition. Yeah, him and Aaron Rodgers are not on the same level. Oh, 100%. And, you know, I think that because of that, th- there would be multiple Yankees. You know, there would be the the Lakers. There would be the Clippers. Sometimes the Knicks would finally turn into a good team. Yeah. The entire state of Texas becomes trash. Like, it would be interesting. We'd probably get a team in Vancouver. It would, I would be... Very. I mean, it would just be fun to see it all play out for a little bit, and then once it all kind of settled in, and like the Lakers were just getting every signing every good player ever, and it was that part became redundant. Like the thing with baseball is, there's just so many prospects, and there's so many games to be played that you can get it. You can hit that window like the Royals did 2014, 2015, and money doesn't really matter. Well, I think it's so much more of a prediction game in baseball than basketball or even sometimes in the NFL because whenever you're doing that sort of system, you're you know cultivating essentially players that you think will be good draft picks because you always have the best draft and then you're trading them for more picks. So you're just able to stack a couple of years and you have you know just these young Cinderella sort of teams that end up breaking up the mold. Same thing that we saw with the Rams doing so well last year. Yeah, And, you know, whenever you're doing that, it's such a short time window. There's people who go into the minor leagues and don't come out for 10 years. Yeah, you can basically stack up your minor league team. I would argue it's most unfair in baseball because of that longevity and that prediction. Although it's a little bit easier to scout those players, the fact that you have to do it so far in advance and, you know, estimate your team's needs at that point. Like, how often is it just like, oh, if they had a pitcher, they would have... Yeah, that's very true. I'm one off. hitter to yeah. you know, one hitter can make it that big of a difference. I'm off my high horse. Okay, baseball also with 162 games. There's just the revenue is there. That okay. Yeah. Also, you look which teams like look at a baseball outfield and how many advertisements there are compared to an NBA court. That's a good point. You can fit. More people, not as many people in baseball as in football, but there's more advertising space. There's 10 times as many games. Well, I guess 20 times because you only have eight home games. Mm-hmm. Or no, it'd still be 10 times because it's like eight home games compared to 80 home games. But just like the season-long advertising 
with merch as yeah, well. It's a longer season for sure. And people get hot. I think it's a lot more of a passion game sometimes. And that's why teams like the Yankees fall short. And it's, it, it teams getting hot. It's a, that's a big thing. It's like in football, consistency is so much harder than in baseball because you're not doing it every day or being healthy at the end. Like, that obviously affects you in every sport, but like that is a huge concern in football. It's a lot easier to stay healthy in baseball. Oh, for sure. And same with golf. I mean, that's why like golf and baseball, you see longevity. These guys can do it. Phil and Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like Tiger's still going to keep going forever. You think so? He's been playing really great. They just won the president's cup. Yeah. And he was played really great, which I mean, they played against dog shit teams, but whatever. You see that putt I tweeted out? No. It's the video's already been taken down now. He literally. I saw that. Th- I looked at it, and the video had been taken down. He right. literally Tiger Woods, on his final putt of the whole match before they won, putted it right after he hits it, takes his hat off, goes and shakes his opponent's hand. The putt goes in as he's shaking his hand. Wow, this is the cockiest thing I'd ever seen. Love it though. Oh yeah, we are America's. I've been think. I've just been sitting on this, uh, but I think it's relevant to talk about it a little bit now. Have you seen the video of? The guy who, he's a little overweight, but he's shorter. He's dribbling the ball down. He has full gear. He's, like, going under his legs back and forth, and he's, like, a little bit past the half-court line, and he chucks it up and just turns around and airballs the shit out of it. <laughs> I love the confidence. <laughs> and, yeah, it's how I feel. Did he call that. out, like, one, one, and then just ch- fucking jack it up? I think he, like, tried to – he said something about, you know, ISOing him out, like, bringing the ball up. I mean, literally just – Took four dribbles inside. That's awesome. Of course. Yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about. Let's get into college the football. last. Yeah. The last bit. Okay. Yeah. So let's do the eight major bowl games first. Okay. And then we can kind of get into some of the ones that'll be a little bit closer to the time this is dropping. So uh, in my mind. Can we start with selection games? Like the top, uh, like. The final four, like the college football playoff. So we can start with the Fiesta and Peach Bowl. So the Fiesta Bowl is Ohio State versus Clemson. Clemson is minus two. The over-under is 63 and a half. So are we trying to call both of these here? Let's bet on it. T- TBD, but, you know, outcome. But what are we, what all are we taking here? Let's do spread and total. Spread and total each of them. Doesn't matter about money line, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Great. So Clemson minus two, over under 63 and a half. What are you taking? Clemson, uh, over. Okay. I'm going to take Ohio State and the over. I think Ohio State is the better team, more athletic. They've done it. I think their secondary is trash. I think that they have a great defensive line, and that's held them together against a run-heavy Big Ten. But Clemson's the exact opposite of that. I think their quarterback's better. I think Justin Fields is better than Trevor Lawrence. Maybe. We'll see. I don't think that that's going to determine the game. I think it's going to be the fact that Ohio State's defense is a little bit overrated. And, like they're great, but they're just a little overrated. And Clemson offense, Clemson's offense have just been putting up numbers, and they're gonna destroy. Against who? 
I don't, but it's so many numbers. You know, it's, it's too many. It's it's hundred percent. It's just infinity. You get me now. All right, okay. let's go to the next one. Next game is the Fiesta Bowl or the Peach Bowl. LSU minus thirteen versus Oklahoma. Over under seventy five and a half. Um, LSU and under on that one. Seventy five and a half is a lot of points. Okay, I'm taking LSU in the over just because I can't do the same pick as you. I think that's a little – we already have separated, so. I know, but I want to really widen the gap. I've never won any of these, so keep tooting your horn. It's <laughs> well, if you've never won, I should pick opposite of you. Good point. All right, let's continue. So the next two we'll get into are the Sugar Bowl, Georgia minus 7.5 versus Baylor. Total is 41.5. So I'm going to take Georgia. Okay. Oh, man. Voice really coming in rough, and it's going to be over what number did you say? Totals 41.5. Over that. Okay, I'm taking Baylor in the under. Okay. I think Baylor wins in a close one. Georgia's defense is very good. Um, well, I mean, I get 7.5 points, so I, I don't think that Georgia wins by more than a touchdown. I think Big 12 defenses are a joke, and... Jake Fromm doesn't have to care about this game, so no pressure. That is true. He probably will play better. So the next game we have is a Rose Bowl. I cannot wait until the start of the fourth quarter in the Rose Bowl, and they show the mountains and the sunset, and everything will be right again in the world. It'll be the beginning of 2020, Mm -hmm. and I'll just be at peace. What a beautiful introduction. So it's Wisconsin minus two and a half versus Oregon. Total is fifty-one. So can I'm, I pick first? Yeah, go ahead. I want Wisconsin, and I want the under. I'm gonna take Wisconsin minus two and a half under fifty-one. All right. Well, I'm gonna employ your strategy. I'm gonna go ahead and take Oregon and the over what point total? Fifty-one. All right. This is the most concise we've ever been about giving analysis. Yeah. Good job. So next we have the probably one of the bowls I'm more excited about because it's it's two coaches that I wouldn't say their jobs are on the line, but there's a lot to prove in this game. And it's the Citrus Bowl, Alabama minus seven versus Michigan. Total, 59. That, 59 is a total? Mm-hmm. It's going to be... Alabama button under. Okay, so you're taking Alabama minus seven under 59? Yes. I have to agree. That's the first one where I'll just straight up agree with you. Um, Look at the facts, people. Yeah. I don't. I just don't think Michigan's going to do it. I think they're going to try to run the ball a bunch. Uh, it'll, it'll be a fun game to watch, though. Uh, next, we have Outback Bowl. Minnesota, the fighting Golden Gophers. Versus Auburn, Auburn's minus seven and a half. Total fifty-two and a half. Fifty-two and a half. Auburn under. Okay, I like the under pick. Auburn's defense is good. Uh, Michigan does have an explosive offense, though. Minnesota. Minnesota does have an explosive offense that likes to eat the clock up. That's like their coach's mo from top to bottom. But if their wide receivers go off, I don't know. I don't know, Jim. Um, 
Pick something. Quit looking at me like I don't a goon. Know. Um, this is a tough one because I just. Were you trying to convince me to pick the other way so you could go opposite of me? No, Auburn and what'd you pick? The under. I'm gonna pick the same. I think Auburn has played a fucking ton of tough teams. I mean, they've had to go through Bama. They've had to go through which they beat, and they went over. Actually, I'm going to Auburn the over. I'm going to Auburn the over. Um, did I say that? Yes, you said Auburn and the over out loud. Okay, Auburn and the over because I think they're going to put up points. Um, I'm excited to see what they do after they come out of this big break. Uh, Gus Malzahn's going to get the boys coached up right. Real good. Interesting. All right. So then we have Orange Bowl, Virginia versus Florida, minus 14.5, over under 54.5. Florida's defense, very good. Virginia, not the greatest. Can Florida's quarterback get them points? Can Florida score points? That's the biggest thing. 14.5 is a lot. That's the that's the biggest total we have on our card. Is it? Or biggest spread, not total. 14.5. But is the total one more time? The total is 54.5. Um, so I'm going to take the under. Okay. And I like that pick because Florida's defense is good. Right, and who the fuck has Virginia played? Clemson. <laughs> they lost. Got slapped out. The only reason that they had scoring position chances was because Clemson gave Clemson gave up. Yeah, Clemson basically was like, "All right, we're looking on, we're moving on to the playoffs now." Right, like we just smashed you by at least forty-five. Whatever, Florida, two touchdowns under. Okay, I'm going Florida in the over because I think they're going to do it. And I think there's going to be a lot of garbage time touchdowns that Virginia gets to pick up. So Florida, I just think they're basically unstoppable. SEC, SEC, SEC. Let's do it. Yeah. That bowl is also the Orange Bowl. So it not that Virginia is that far away, but it'll basically be a home game for Florida. Yeah, at least it's not Camping World. Ugh. Uh, so then the last one, Cotton Bowl, Memphis, Penn State. Penn State minus six and a half, over under 60 and a half. Penn State and who? One more time. Memphis, so. who's played really well this year. Interesting. Go ahead. You go first. You go first. I'm just going to take Penn State in the under. It's just a gut pick right there. Haven't watched a ton of these teams besides Penn State getting mollywopped. By Ohio State, but I'm going to go Penn State in the under. So I'm going to go the opposite of you. And it's over what again? 60 and a half. 60? Mm-hmm. A lot of points. That is a lot of points. Memphis can score, though. I'm going to be honest. I didn't really hear you say that initially whenever I got committed to that. That's all good. A lot of unders on the board for both of us. All I know is there's – this is the perfect time of year to get in that recliner – that your uncle or grandpa has broken in just right. And you take control of that remote. I'm changing my Auburn pick to the over 52. That's fucked. But okay. Why? Give us some reasoning. You made a lot of good points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, whenever you're like, Auburn's kind of scored this year. I was like thinking back to the Alabama game. I was thinking back to, you know, LSU's great defense. Besides... What was their first 
their first loss was Florida. They put up 13, and that was the first time their quarterback really looked bad. Yeah, he looks like a freshman quarterback. Yeah, I don't think that this you is give going another to month, be month of coaching. This isn't going to be you know just absolute absolutely detrimental to them. Like you're an SEC kid, you really care about Minnesota. I guess so. Um, this probably won't air. I'm just gonna skip to the 26th where we get some bowl games. Okay, this is now we're gonna get some just gut picks. So, those were the big ones that we picked initially, right? Let's do rapid fire money line for the rest of them. Okay, let me get um, let me get the odds pulled up. Okay, that's fair. Let's get both go to Bovada, so we're on the same you know page, same here. brainwave, exactly. We'll just have to cut this part out. So we're at the top with 1220, Buffalo and Charlotte. This will come out after that. So if you want to do that. How? This doesn't come out until like Christmas. Oh, good. Let's say we start with Miami uh, La Tech. That's the first one after Christmas. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's start with the day after Christmas games. Mm -hmm. Miami. First, Louisiana Tech. Miami's minus six. Total's 50. What do you got? I thought we were doing rapid fire, just money lines. Oh, yeah. Oh, we are just doing money lines. Okay. Miami's minus 200. 25. Purely off of Miami played up the hype in the Florida game. Played them close. Yeah, they got handed a lot of that stuff. That was a century ago. I know. Okay. That's their biggest game of the year. Fair enough. Louisiana Tech plays who? They're in what conference? Miami, Florida. Louisiana Tech has won a lot of games. Okay. I'll take Tech. All right. Um, Can you write that down for me? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. As well as next up, we have Pittsburgh, Eastern Michigan. I'm actually going to take ECU. ECU does score a lot. They look really good. I don't know a thing about Pittsburgh besides they're in the ACC, so Eastern Michigan. I'll take Pittsburgh. All right. So next we have North Carolina and Temple. You saw the North Carolina Clemson game. I don't know if you saw any of the rest of their season, but Lions minus one eighty North Carolina plus one sixty Temple. Temple's eight and four. North Carolina six and six. Temp- North Carolina has Mac Brown. Are you saying North Carolina? I'm taking North Carolina because I'm doing the same thing. Absolutely. Next we have Michigan State Wake Forest. Michigan State minus one ninety. Michigan State six and six. Their competition is much more difficult than Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, but saying all of that, I'm gonna take Wake Forest. All right. Well, I disagree with you. So Michigan State. Okay. Off the hip, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M. OSU. Okay, State. You said off the hip. I don't really truly believe that though. So okay. I'm now taking, that I'm thinking about it, and <laughs> I'm gonna take A&M because. Even though A&M is, um, let me get to their record here real quick. A&M is 7-5, and five, Oklahoma State's 8-4. A&M has played, their five losses are Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Georgia, and Clemson. I read a poem one time that said, As the winter grows long, the mullet's strength grows shorter. Oh, there's. I wonder if there'll be much wind wherever they're playing. Let's see. Houston, um, Texas. 
so that's in the Texans. I'm assuming that's in the Texans dome. NRG Stadium. Not much wind. <laughs> that mullet won't be blowing. Great analysis. A&M. Okay. All right, fantastic. So. All right, well, then we got the Fighting Mike Leeches versus Air Force. If we're just going to skip over USC Iowa like that. Oh, sorry. It, I scrolled down and it was off my screen. Sorry. USC but, Iowa is going to be a good game. 22 versus 16. It's in San Diego. So a little bit home field for, for USC. It is, but I am a true believer. And that Iowa fullback, because he gave us a little shout out, gave us some likes. So I'm gonna go ahead and take Iowa, and I'm also gonna take Air Force, because fuck Mike Leach. All right, I want Iowa and Washington State. All right, you want to go ahead and give the next one to the people? And this is the last one. Well, yeah, this let's just make this the last one. All right, Iowa State Notre Dame. Iowa State plus one fifty. Um. Notre Dame, let's get their records. This is just great radio. Notre Dame, 10-2, Iowa State, 7-5. Notre Dame. Iowa State. All right. They're sneaky good. They're well coached. We'll make sure that we have that bet payoff large. It'll be close to the end of the year. Maybe in 2020. It might be. We can't do too late unless we do it 2021. Well, I guess end of 2020. For a Christmas episode. Well. We did I don't last want, year's bowl games. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> I don't want to think about podcasting that long. I do. I love you guys. I'm here for you. Unlike Chandler. No, I'm but, here for it. All right. Well, do you have any other great Christmas information for the people? Or you want to wrap up our uh, you know, second part of this episode? For some reason, uh, I still remember. I don't even remember which christmas song this is but i do remember in spanish class we had to learn this the christmas songs and this is one it's always talking about his canta tumba 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 that's all i really remember of it but i just wanted to share that with everyone what does that mean it's it's one of them that repeats itself canta tumba 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 i forget that part it's the top 50 least piece least useful pieces of information i've ever received well, I just want to let you know how to get that off my chest. That was SGP. Channeled him. Sometimes. Right. His spirit still lives on in this room. Very true. Very true. We'll try to get him back. That'd be fun. Absolutely. All right. Well, that does it for us. Hopefully, uh, everybody's having a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a amazing New Year. Getting a Christmas bonus. Living out your dreams. If you want to give us a little Christmas help, you can absolutely go onto our website and, you know, there's clocks, there's stickers, there's mugs, whatever you need on there. Shirts Shirts on Bonfire. The rest of it is on Redbubble. If you need any of those, sneakyathleticpod.com. Give us a follow on Twitter. Shout us out. Tell us how much you loved or hated us. All right, guys. We love you. Sneaky Athletic.